reading numbers in June 2019, this will be posted in July, this week that we begin today, the last six days, the last six chapters of the Book of Numbers, reading in Everett Fox's translation. Chapter 31. Yahweh spoke to Moshe, saying, Seek vengeance, the vengeance of the children of Israel from the Midianites. Afterward, you will be gathered to your kinspeople. Moshe spoke to the people, saying, Draft from among you men for the attack force. Let them be against Midian to exact the vengeance of Yahweh upon Midian. A thousand per tribe, a thousand per tribe for each of the tribes of Israel you are to send out to the attack force. They were mustered from the divisions of Israel, a thousand per tribe, twelve thousand men drafted for the attack force. Moshe sent them out, a thousand per tribe, to the attack force, them and Peneus, son of Eliezer, priest to the armed forces, the holy implements and the trumpets for sounding trilling blasts in his hand. They arrayed their forces against Midian, as Yahweh had commanded Moshe, and they killed every male, and the kings of Midian they killed, along with the other slain, Evi and Rechem, Sur, Ur, and Reva, the five kings of Midian, and Bilam, son of Beor, they killed with the sword. And the children of Israel captured the women of Midian, and their little ones, and their animals, and all their acquired wealth, and all their goods they took as plundered. And all their towns among their settlements, and all their tent villages, they burned with fire. They took all the booty, and all those taken, among man and among beast, they brought to Moshe, and to Eleazar the priest, and to the community of the children of Israel, the captives and those taken, and the booty to the camp, to the plains of Moab, that are by Jordan Jericho. Now Moshe and Eleazar the priest, and all the leaders of the community, came out to meet them outside the camp. And Moshe was furious with the commanders of the military, the officers of thousands, and the officers of hundreds, who had come back from the armed force in war. Moshe said to them, You have left alive all the females. Here they were the cause for the children of Israel, through the word of Bilam, of turning away from Yahweh in the matter of Peor 
so that a plague came against the community of Yahweh. So now, kill every male among the little ones, and every woman who has known a man by lying with a male, kill as well. But all the younger ones among the women who have not known lying with a male, you may keep them alive for yourselves. As for you, pitch camp outside the camp for seven days. Everyone who killed a person or everyone who touched a corpse, decontaminate yourselves on the third day and on the seventh day, you and your captives. And every garment and every vessel of animal skin and everything made of goat's hair and every wooden vessel, you are to decontaminate. Eliezer the priest said to the men of the armed force who came back from the war, this is the legal instruction that Yahweh had commanded Moshe. However, gold and silver, bronze, iron, tin, and lead, anything that can come through fire, you are to pass through fire. Then it will be pure. However, in waters kept apart, it is to be decontaminated and everything that cannot come through fire, you are to pass through water. You are to scrub your garments on the seventh day. Then you will be purified. Afterward, you may come back into the camp. Yahweh said to Moshe, saying, Take up the head count of those taken captive among man and among beast. You and Eliezer the priest and the heads of the fathers of the community, you are to halve equally the taken loot between those wielding swords skillfully in war and those going out to the armed forces and the entire community. And you are to raise a levy for Yahweh from the men of war, those going out to the armed forces, one life out of 500, from humans and from cattle, from donkeys and from sheep. From their half share you are to take and give to Eliezer the priest a contribution to Yahweh. And from the half share of the children of Israel you are to take one withheld from the fifty, from humans and from cattle, from donkeys and from sheep, from all domestic animals, you are to give them to the Levites, those charged with the charge of Yahweh's dwelling. Moshe and Eliezer the priest did as Yahweh had commanded Moshe. Now what was taken over and above the plunder that the people from the armed forces plundered were sheep, 600,000 and 70,000 and 5,000, and cattle, 2 and 70,000, and donkeys, 
one and sixty thousand. And human persons, of women who had not known lying with a male, all the persons, two and thirty thousand. And the half-share, the portion of those going out to the armed forces, the number of sheep, three hundred thousand and thirty thousand and seven thousand and five hundred. And the levy for Yahweh from the sheep was six hundred and five and seventy, and from the cattle six and thirty thousand, and their levy for Yahweh two and seventy, and from the donkeys thirty thousand and five hundred, and their levy for Yahweh one and sixty, and from human persons sixteen thousand, and their levy for Yahweh two and thirty persons. Moshe gave the levy of the contribution of Yahweh to Eliezer the priest. Yahweh had commanded Moshe. Now, from the half share of the children of Israel that Moshe had halved from the men who had served as armed forces, the half share for the community from the sheep 300,000 and 30,000 and 7,000 and 500 and cattle 6 and 30,000 and donkeys 30,000 and 500 and human persons 16,000. Moshe took from the half share of the children of Israel one withheld out of 50 among men and among beasts gave them to the Levites those charged with the duties of the dwelling of Yahweh, as Yahweh had commanded Moshe. Now there came near to Moshe the commanders of that belonged to the divisions of the armed forces, officers of thousands and officers of hundreds. And they said to Moshe, Your servants have taken up the head count and the men of war that are under our hand. There has not gone uncounted of us a single man. And we have brought near a near offering for Yahweh. From any man who found a vessel of gold, armlets or bracelets, rings, earrings or ornaments, to effect ransom for our lives before the presence of Yahweh. So Moshe and Eliezer the priest took the gold from them all kinds of implements of fine workmanship. Now, all the gold of the contribution that had been set aside for Yahweh was 16,750 shekels from the officers of thousands and from the officers of hundreds. The men of the armed forces kept his plunder, each man what was his. And Moshe and Eliezer the priest took the gold from the officers of thousands and the officers of hundreds and brought it to the tent of appointment as a reminder for the children of Israel before the presence of Yahweh. So ends chapter 31, dividing up the booty. Numbered footnotes. Week 6, Party Ready, Thursday, Chapter 31, Vengeance. Chapter 31 opens with God's command 
to Moses to seek vengeance, the vengeance of the children of Israel from the Midianites. This talk launches millennia of warfare, claiming genocidal righteousness by divine decree. Is there no other way to construe it? For a generation in the wilderness, from Moses' in-laws before the Exodus till now, I read about Midianite dominant or host culture during the wilderness wandering. Through the deaths of an entire generation, Midianites are neighbors, often allies, thanked as guides, invited as companions. They tempt the Israelites to assimilate, to accommodate. Israel is the migrant sojourner people, lacking the power to assimilate Midianites into them, and feeling a lifetime of the petty provocations of a minority leaving vengeance in the hands of their guide, but now they get to act. Existential threat to Israel's very existence is the justification and the military response that has been read for most of three millennia as Galut. Like the capital punishment text we read down earlier, since we are not in a time and place as a nation to wage a war, then what practices would be fit analogues to this militance? Militant faith, resisting assimilation, may not necessarily include violence, but an assertion of a people. Now, Moses sends 12,000 warriors that's 12,000 out of 600,000 total troops. And Phineas, militant son of Eliezer, the grandson of Aaron. This little crowd goes off to battle Midian, the dominant nation in the wilderness. It's Moses' penultimate act, avenging a lifetime of humbling from Exodus to Sinai to the Jordan. This is no shock and awe campaign by an imperial superior force. It's an underdog assertion of an existential right to exist. Our denomination recently deeded some Grand River land to a First Nations agency serving indigenous youth at risk. The land is used for rituals like drumming circles to claim warrior identity and to pride. Practices also used now in some Canadian prisons and many First Nations. This is no more a genocidal threat to the dominant settler culture than has this text been for Israelites for the last 3,000 years. Ours is the first generation in millennia to see a state of Israel in the, hand, in the lands of Palestine. And due to unholy alliances with millenary and evangelical sectarian readings of scripture, the genocidal reading seems almost plausible to us. What if this rhetoric is closer to the chatter of sports fans, trash-talking opponents, proposing to annihilate the other team? What other struggles fits this model of kvetching? The warriors claim too much bounty. Moses scolds the officers for overreaching for personal gain beyond the sacrificial goal, which was to set boundaries against Midian. 
The war crimes of plunder are real enough. This text asserts the moral authority of community and religious limits on the assertion of force and violence. Tyrants claim too much. Power needs balancing. The goal is to benefit the commonwealth. The Balaam traditions are woven back into this story in this edition, linked to the risks of assimilation or accommodation. Balaam the prophet is among those killed in this war. Since not only the warriors, but also the mouthpiece of the regime's propaganda must be opposed and overcome. The temptation to assimilate with Baal Peor was not simply affected by threat and coercion, but also by smooth talking, like Balaam taking direction from Balak. There is a similar set of assumptions, gendered and offensive to us, about distinguishing women and mothers widowed by the war, who cannot be adopted into Israel, from unmarried and young women who might be tractable and assimilable. Consider this current parallel. Refugee camps filled with women and children from the failed Islamic State awaiting repatriation to earlier homelands. Are they any threat? Booty and plunder is shared and not confused with adoption or merger with the Midianite enemies. The extravagant accounting for the amounts and value are proportionate to the claims that Israel numbers over 600,000 people. The soldiers get paid, but the priests deserve a cut from the military officers as well. A balance of responsibilities and power is being promoted, regardless of the historicity of any one fight.